This is Mark Mowry, Chief Investment Officer of Statera Asset Management, and these are my notes for this month. Hard not to get excited about the progress we've seen lately in the relative performance of stocks with those characteristics we tend to favor in our portfolios. Readers of our commentaries will know just as well, however, that the generally more positive performance is not always present. That these factors, as they are known to investment types, generally see periods of underperformance is a matter of course, as periods of underperformance may be seen as the risk one must endure in order to achieve eventual outperformance. We're careful not to get too excited, though. As we show in this month's commentary, while the relative performance of small cap and value stocks has been well positive over the past several months, there's still a deep well out of which those groups must yet climb in order just to catch up to the large cap and growth teams. And the two underdogs need a bit further than that to surpass the count-on-one-hand cadre of tech stocks that have been the primary drivers of that outperformance. I've already spoken a good bit about relative performance and the medium-term underperformance, in addition to history's expression of and the going-forward potential for longer-term outperformance for our approach to investing. I figured it'd probably be helpful if I were to spend a bit more time illustrating how we determine relative performance. Perhaps beneficial first to start with the concept of a benchmark. While there is no broadly understood formal framework for determining a benchmark, we think most approach the matter with the perspective that a benchmark should be the gauge against which one measures performance. And that gauge, in our view at least, should consider a hypothetical yet feasible investment in just about everything. That is, the benchmark shows how the universe of everything performs so that one can judge the successfulness of the decisions we make to select from or otherwise warp that universe in a particular way in order to best that universe's performance. Another way to look at a benchmark is that it should answer this question. Were no specific decisions made with regard to what types of securities to own, what would one own? Any decisions to drift away from owning that universe involves an active choice. In sum, benchmarks are the universe of what's investable and thereby serve as a reasonable proxy against which to compare the results of our active investment decisions. So, how do our investments differ from that universe? Importantly, because the two universes are so different, we have a benchmark for the bond components of our investments and another for the stock components. For the remainder of this message, we'll focus only on the stock side of the portfolio. Now that we've established what is a benchmark and what is its purpose, we can circle back to a discussion about relative performance and how we've seen the longer-term trends shift a bit over the past few months. As a reminder, within our portfolios, we may own thousands of stocks representing companies here and around the world. In fact, we may count among the equity holdings of all our model portfolios most of the names that have been behind a large portion of this year's stellar stock performance, namely Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Microsoft. So, one might ask, how come the underperformance? Well, it comes down to the tilts. So what's a tilt? Back to our benchmark, which again is the universe of stocks we might be able to own, we own a bit less of most of 2020's top stock performers for one or several reasons. First, many of them are quite large, the largest of all stocks in fact, so to make room for our tilts towards smaller cap stocks, we generally have to own a bit less of many large cap stocks, again versus the weights that each represents in the benchmark. We have to make room for less expensive stocks too. Relative valuations are wide within that quintet, so their individual attractiveness from a valuation standpoint either offsets or adds to the underweight that stems from their large size. And so on across all the remaining characteristics and tendencies, with more favorable measures boosting relative weights and vice versa. 
These shifts in the weights of individual stocks in our models generally lead to a pretty different composition versus the benchmark. As always, we are happy to provide greater details about those differences in composition to folks who are interested. It's those differences, after all, that are the basis for our expectations for outperformance. Of course, we wish for that performance to be generally positive over reasonably comfortable periods of time. So the question is, how long must one wait? For that question, we have no answer, unfortunately. And history shows each period of underperformance to be different in terms of magnitudes, both in percent gain and in time it took to get there. All investing requires the assumption of risk. All investing, too, may require patience to endure periods of underwhelming performance. Investment approaches that seek to outperform passive exposures to stock and bond markets may require even a bit more patience to achieve that outperformance. Ours is among such approaches, and the past few years have been among those periods that have required patience. We'll be happy to cheer that long-term outperformance when, or uh, if, it arrives. Of course, we continue to expect it will. Sure, it's been some time since we've seen small cap and value stocks shine more brightly than their opposites, but the relative performance of the past few months serve as a strong reminder that turns of trends often happen swiftly and without much in the way of advance notice. This will be my last note for 2020. As we close out the year, we figure many of us will be happy to swap our calendars. In a year, though, for which we still have many reasons to be thankful, we want as much to thank you all for your continued trust in our work and your patience in our efforts to seek more positive outcomes in your investments. Well wishes to you all for a safe, healthy, and festive end to 2020 and a grand launch into 2021. Importantly, past performance is not indicative of future results. The foregoing commentary is not presented as an investment recommendation. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this commentary should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situations. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk.